InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Annie Corzin is an actress, comedian, author, and social media personality. You may remember her from the TV show Seinfeld, appearing in the role of Doris Klumpus. And she's author of The Book of Annie. You are living proof that age is just a number. You're in your 80s now. You are a popular personality on TikTok. You contribute to NPR's Morning Edition, the New York Times, the LA Times, and you call all this your third act. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, I'm as amazed as anybody else. It's all, as I say in the title of the book, totally accidental. I'm busier, more active, more productive now that I've ever been in my life because a young friend suggested that I go on TikTok, which I thought was the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard because TikTok, I figured, is for young girls putting on makeup and shaking their booties. But my 30-year-old friend said, no, 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 you'll go viral. And she was absolutely right. I'm not sure I understand it, but I'm very grateful for it. What benefits have you found in doing social media? I've discovered a whole new audience, actually. As a performer and as a humorist, I've always figured that my target audience was kind of people like me, older, urban, educated women. And much to my surprise, my TikTok audience turned out to be kids, the kids that stopped me in the street of all colors, of all religions. And when I say to them, well, what is it? What is it that you like about me? I'm not modest. I want to know why they love me, and I love the love. And they use a word I don't quite understand. They say, because I'm authentic. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe you can tell me. (laughs) Well, I think you're real. You are what you say you are, and that comes through. Well, I'll tell you something funny about that. All my life, I have been criticized for, and I have apologized for, being too talkative, being too opinionated, being too blunt about my opinions. I was told it was an unattractive quality, particularly in a woman. And now, in my geezerhood, I am being celebrated for those same qualities. What my fans say is, we love your opinions, we love your takes on things. So it's strange, isn't it? And it's actually one of the themes of my book, which is that we have to not be imprisoned by other people's opinions of ourselves. What advice would you give to somebody in their 70s, their 80s, their 90s, who wants to try something new or pursue a passion? I like that phrase that you use, pursue a passion, but basically, I think the most important thing as we get older is to engage with younger people. There's no point, I don't understand, like those senior retirement places where you're you're with a bunch of other old people like yourself, you know, everybody waiting to die. I find I'm stimulated by the younger people. I learn from them, and they seem to get the same from me. And that's actually how I got onto the TikTok thing, because of my relationship with a 30-year-old friend. So I think that's really important for both ages. There should be a lot more mixing up of generations. Our guest is Annie Corzin, who you may remember from the TV show Seinfeld. She's an actress, comedian, author, and social media personality. What would you say the role of humor plays in the realities of getting older? There's an old saying in showbiz that comedy is a way of turning your pain into money. Now, I'm not a comedian. I I think of myself more as a humorist because some of my stories get a little emotional. But I think that as you get older, there are certain things you have to deal with. The most painful one being loss. 
loss of family, loss of old friends, things around you change, you lose your favorite cafe, your favorite local cafe. And I think that looking at it with a sense of humor can kind of be a healing thing. It can help heal. It can help deal with some of the bad stuff that happens as you age. Do you have any personal strategies to stay physically healthy and keep your energy up? I do kind of the stuff you're supposed to do. I try not to eat a lot of meat. My husband and I do an online Pilates class twice a week. We try to walk. We try to do some kind of workout every day. I think we have to be aware of all that stuff. It's silly to neglect all that stuff. Although I heard a very funny joke about that from the popular weatherman here in L.A. He says, I have stopped exercising because I don't want to outlive my savings. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that, don't you? Yeah, I think so, too. What projects do you have coming up and how do you find new things to do? I never seem to have a problem finding things to do. I like to work. I never understand the concept of retirement. I think retirement to me is a very sad phrase because it means that you no longer want to do what you've done all your life. That means then that you didn't love it that much. I like what I do. I'm still auditioning. I'm still acting. I'm still writing. I just performed with The Moth. I'm going to be touring with The Moth main stage in the next couple of months, telling a story. If you don't know The Moth, they're the premium storytelling organization in the world. And they do these storytelling shows. I just did Portland. We had 2,700 people in the audience listening to me talk about my postpartum depression, which I made into a humorous story even though it was the darkest period of my life. So I just want more of the same, really. Annie, I'm sure people are wondering if you have any stories about your acting experience on Seinfeld or any good memories you have of that experience. The memories are all good, but again, it was accidental. And I'll tell you, one of the themes of my book, you know, when you grow older, you acquire wisdom. And one of the things I've learned in my long life is to say yes to pretty much any opportunity. My theme is, yeah, why not? And what happened was, back in 91, when the show was not known at all, it was just starting, my agent called and he said, look, there's this new show, I know nothing about it. They want you to come in and audition, but I have to tell you, another one of my actresses, and she was much better known than I was, she turned it down, they offered it to her. And she turned it down, she said, it's just a couple of lines, I never heard of the show, I don't want to do it. And I said my usual, yeah, why not? I didn't know it would be a hit. I didn't know the role would be recurring. I didn't know they would give me a second role. I played two different roles on that show. And I've earned by now in residuals in the six figures from that show. Plus, it gave me a credibility in my career that I had never had before. So the motto is to say, yeah, why not? I don't regret anything I've done. I only regret the things that I said no to. And that, as I said, is one of the themes of my book. Just be open. Now, within reason. I mean, I'm not going bungee jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from yourself, just observing the entertainment industry, has the perception of age and aging changed over the years, or has it pretty much always been the same? You know, I'm glad you asked that. Nobody asked me that. And the fact is, it is changing as we speak. I think Betty White had something to do with it. I'm not sure how it happened, but right now, there's a lot more interest in older women. There's a big resurgence of interest in Golden Girls. There have been several movies in the past year or two 
that have featured older women, groups of older women, like there are a couple with Diane Keaton and I forget the others. And actually, there's a new fashion interest. There's something in fashion called Coastal Grandma, which is a certain look, a certain classy cashmere and linen and knit look. And there's something called Retired Art Teacher. Now, never in the history of the world has grandma and fashion be used in the same sentence. So yes, I think that younger people are starting to look to older women for wisdom and for life instructions. And that's what I like to do. I like to tell people how to live. I think I know a little something about that. Well, you've mentioned your book. Tell us a little more about it and why you wrote it. I wrote it because I love sharing my opinions and I love attention and I really need to make money. (laughs) I'm hoping that hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping that will be a result of it. And what happened was because of my TikTok following was over 400,000. So I was able to get a book deal because the publishers believed there would be an automatic audience out there. And what I do in the book is what I've done as a storyteller for many, many years. I share personal stories and random observations, humorous stories and observations about my life in the hopes that some of my experiences will be universal enough so that they will affect other people. I also, by the way, I recorded the audio version. And I have been getting feedback that people will say, oh my God, that's what happened to me. Or, oh my God, I want you to know how to deal with that. So I never talk about ugly stuff. I don't talk about politics or all the badness that's going on in our society. I want to focus on the good and the hopeful and the inspiring. And I do that by just everyday subjects like marriage and dating and motherhood and food and life. Oh, and also thrifting. I'm a big thrifter because I've always been strapped for cash. So I never buy anything retail or rarely. So I talk a lot about that. I live in a home full of valuable antiques that I picked up on the cheap at yard sales and thrift stores. And I didn't know that thrifting is a big deal now. It's become a very popular thing. I was not, I thought I was the only one in the world who did it. <laughs> that turns out not to be the truth. Well, you are living proof that age is just a number. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners as we wrap this up? My final thoughts for the listeners are that we should practice kindness. We should practice forgiveness. One of my stories ends with, if you want to cheer yourself up and you're having a bad day, call someone who doesn't know that you're angry at them. Make a friendly call to someone who's kind of you cross off your list. You might be surprised at the results. Oh, very nice. Annie Corson and her book is, easy to remember, The Book of Annie. And I, I guess that's available on Amazon and all the other places you can Amazon Audible. And the full title is The Book of Annie, Humor, Heart, and Chutzpah from an Accidental Influencer. <laughs> Annie, thank you so much for joining us today. This was great. My pleasure. Thank you so much and happy holidays. That's it for another weekly installment of InfoTrack. If you'd like to learn more about our guests and topics, our online address is infotrackradio.com. Our internet services are courtesy of Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack contributors Gina Tedesco and Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll be with us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.